Hey, what's up, everybody? You are watching On The Town, and I'm your host, Tanya. Uh, this week, I have a special guest with me. I thank you so much for coming back uh, and checking us out. Um, so um, I have, um, you know, I always like to do something or have someone on that I think that will be beneficial to you in some way. Um, and um, hopefully that's what you guys are getting, something that you can learn something from. So with this one uh, being said, um, let's see. Uh, I always say, uh, how can I stretch out and relax in such an anxiety ridden time? Uh, can yoga help me? Uh, how do I do all those poses? Can I benefit from yoga? Uh, in, oops, gosh, uh, in, in general today, we are tapping into our bodies. Uh, so to help me answer some of those questions, is a certified trainer uh, who trained at, sorry, I may be saying this name wrong, Kripalu Center for Yoga and yeah. Health in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. uh, please welcome one of my favorite yogis, Meredith Kramer. Hi. Hi. Thanks How for having you? me, Tanya. I'm doing thank great. You. You're doing yeah. good? Um, Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and check us out. Um, so, um Yoga, you've been practicing uh, for a while. Um, how yes. has it changed since 2000? You know, when I first started with yoga, it was all about strength and flexibility. And, you know, can I touch my toes and can I reach my hand with my toe in the air and that sort of thing. And I think it's changed a lot. I mean, I'm still very flexible. I like to joke that I'm ready for the circus. Um, and I do have some hypermobility, which we can talk about later. But now it's so much more than just yoga, right? When somebody in the West says, I go to, I do yoga, that means they go to a class, they go to an ashram, they go to the gym, they go to the YouTube and watch a video. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there are eight limbs of yoga. So it's so much more, it's breathing and it's meditation and it's, you know, being kind to people. It's so much more than just what we would consider to be yoga in the West. Mm. Well, um, are you getting into it as they see it can lead? Uh, are you getting more people into it um, as they see like, you know, cause like so many things going on right now. So I always say yoga could be another extension of finding peace and calm. Yes. That's, yes. that's what, that's what attracted me. So, um, did you get into teaching it for that reason or for what, how, why did you get into teaching yoga? So I've been practicing yoga, like you said, since 2000 and, you know, I'm also a school teacher. So a few years yeah. ago, somebody said, you know, you should teach yoga also. And I thought, why not? I thought this was amazing. And I figured, let me go to the best of the best. Um, I've, as you mentioned, I've been studying Kripalu, which is an ashram in uh, the Berkshires in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how can I take what yoga has done for me, how it's transformed my body, how it's transformed my mind, how it's transformed my breath, how it's transformed everything, and how can I turn key and give that to others? Mm -hmm. So I thought I should be studying yoga. And consequently, I started also studying yoga therapy, which is a highly specialized treatment plan for different people for different things. How long does it take for something like that to get that extra? Um, so right now, I mean, it's taken me a couple of years, partly due to COVID, obviously, like everything else taking a long time. But what I'm working on right now is called professional yoga therapist certification. Ooh. So that's an 800 hour program. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So that means that I took two foundational modules. I have a mentor who I'm going through a practicum with. And there are other modules that I'm taking. So I've learned um, about mental health settings and I've learned about medical settings mm -hmm. and I've learned, like you were asking about postures, I've learned in-depth anatomy mm -hmm. of certain things. 
So yeah. it's a really comprehensive program. So it's going to take maybe two or three years, maybe more, so maybe four years total, give or take. Oh, wow. So, so, um, I have a, I always get a lot of these questions um, from people that just started because I remember when I first started how intimidated I was, of course. Uh, and it wasn't because the the teacher was excellent. It was just me uh, that I was like, oh my god, I can't stand on my head. What am I doing? <laughs> so, so yes. I always ask you, can yoga, you know, um, and this is for people that just totally have no idea or who sure. are intimidated like myself. Um, you know, how can I do all those poses? Will it help me get you know clarity and balance? You know, um, all those things. Um, I, that's why I started because I was like, okay, for nothing else, at least I'll be able to center myself. And with yes. ADHD, you have to be able to center yourself. You know. Yes. So. so I think from a physical standpoint, can I do these postures? Maybe, maybe not. I think the better question is, should you do these postures? Right. So I know for myself, I don't practice. I don't have a headstand practice. It does not work for me. I do a lot of the modifications okay. so I can get some of the similar benefits, mm -hmm. but not every pose is for everybody, whether it's because you have short arms or because you just don't want to pretzel yourself and go out for the circus. So I think it's, it's not a, can I, it's a, should I? Right. So I think that there's a path for everything. There is, you know, there's alignment based yoga and there's yoga with goats and there's yoga with dogs and with kittens and <laughs> there's all sorts of different, right? And then you have your hot and sweaty power flow and then you have restorative yoga with props and blocks and things like that. So I think it's, I liken it to going to the buffet, right? You don't just go to the buffet and get one tiny little plate of something. You get maybe a couple of bites of a bunch of different things. Right. You want to try different styles. You want to try different teachers. Some people have a home practice. I always recommend people practice in person if at all possible, mm -hmm. rather than with a video because yoga has a whole new vocabulary yes. and you don't want to get out of your body and get back in your mind because you have to pause. You have to see what the instructor is doing. Then you have to feel bad because you can't do what the instructor is doing. Right. So right. I, I think if you can go into a, a public class, if that's, you know, to your comfort level, then sure. And I think, like I said before, yoga is not just, you know, yoga is an eight limbed path and I'm not, I won't go too deep into details, but right. I ask you about yeah. So there's the, the asana, which is the physical part. That's the postures, Okay. you know, and, and we have, books, the yoga sutras, and, and sort of, I don't want to say Bible, but like a roadmap, if you will. And there are only two in the whole book that mention physical postures. Everything else deals with the mind. The chitta vritti is like that, the chattering that won't stop. Oh. And we deal, you know, we deal with breath work, your prana, your life force. So we deal with breathing. We deal with sense withdrawal. We do svadhyaya, which is self-study. So mm. there are so many different facets to it. Right. Like I said, it's like going to the buffet. So you go and you try little bits of things and figure out what resonates with you. Mm. But yoga can help you um, downregulate your system. So if you if you suffer from, from anxiety, you need to or ADD, perhaps like you or ADHD, like you mentioned, you need to downregulate where if somebody is afflicted with depression, they need to upregulate because they're sort of like Eeyore. Right. They feel down. They feel stuck. Right. So yoga can adjust and, and help you on that path. Wow. To help you. Yeah. yeah. What other health benefits are there to, to uh, yoga? Well, I have um, a student that comes to my public class on occasion, and the student has neuropathy, which is, you know, a, a tingling and deadening of the nerves in the hands and the fingers and the feet sometimes. Mm -hmm. And my student has said that, that yoga has helped them tremendously. We do something called the joint freeing series. So we rotate and we lubricate all of our joints mm -hmm. to make sure that um, we move our synovial fluid around. So you can definitely get more sensation if you haven't had any. Um, I mean, if there's fancy fun stuff that you do want to do, if you want to get a little pretzely, there are certainly drills and such that we can work on. But I think that there's myriad benefits, way too many to name. 
Um, wow. I've also seen yoga help people with scoliosis. I've seen, I've, I've read research, um, you know, it helps, you know, if you have a tummy ache, maybe, you know, you do some yoga postures and some breathing. I mean, of course, if you break an arm or if you get a disease, you need to see a, a Western medical doctor. Okay. But yoga can work alongside, especially yoga therapy, work alongside with the doctor okay. to help you deal with whatever treatment they're prescribing for you. Wow. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I thought, I know it helped me with my stenosis a lot. Absolutely. A night and day difference. I was like, who is this person? <laughs> I no longer have a crowbar going through my neck and my back. This is great. Yes, uh, exactly. So it really helped me a lot. And I haven't been doing as much as I'd like, but, uh, but I can, t I can des definitely attest that it, it is amazing. It just even for my mind, my ADHD, I can, I know how to shut it down in five minutes, you know, exactly. Uh, I'm just the sitting in silence and just laying in Savasana, you know, <laughs> just that alone helps a lot. So thank you. Um, what else? Um, benefits of yoga. Uh, what was the other question I have for you? Um, uh, have you ever, have you ever had someone that absolutely could not do the poses? hundred percent. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Okay. Yes. What do you do? Just patience and work with them until they can get it. So again, like I said before, it's not a question of, can I do this pose? It's should I do this pose? So, mm -hmm. you know, I've had people of all ages and genders and races and whatnot just come to class and, you know, you never know who's going to show up in a public class mm -hmm. and the person just could not touch their toes and just, you know, they were, their ears were in their shoulders and they were rounded forward and the pectoral muscles get tight and the shoulder blades, the scapula wing off the back and it looks really uncomfortable. So I said, okay, you need to stop. So we need to sit up nice and tall first right. and get our baseline. Right. And I tell people, if your forward fold is a 60, and I literally, I literally say this, and you've known me for years, if your forward fold is a 64th of an inch, that's perfect. Because you don't, you know, and this is not my saying, but people say, don't sacrifice for the glory of the pose. Right. Nobody cares what it looks like. It's how it feels in the body. Right. So if you come forward that 64th of an inch, and I can read what's on your t-shirt, Mm -hmm. then we're in business because I don't want you straining and undoing all of this wonderful opening and prana life force that we're circulating through your body because, you know, this American culture of I have to touch my toes or I have to do what the teacher is doing. Right. So, you know, props are your, props are your friend. And when I first started practicing, I didn't, I eschewed that. I said, oh, I don't need a prop. I'm fine. Right. But you use a belt. If you need a belt, you mm -hmm. use um, the wall. We just, this just in class this morning, we use the wall as a prop. You use blocks, you use bolsters, you, you know, if you can't reach the floor, you bring the floor to you. You put a block under your hands and you've got a good six inches that you don't have to reach for. Right. So, like I said, I don't think it's, can you, I think it's, should you. Mm -hmm. And what does the posture look like for you? Right. Just mm -hmm. because I'm ready for the circus doesn't mean that I'm your model and you have to look like me. Right. See, I like that. Uh, Cause most people, when they go to yoga, they, I mean, I didn't, maybe cause I, I didn't know at the time years ago when I first started. I mm -hmm. just walked right into it and it was a, it was a hot, I, was it a hot yoga class? It was something really intense. It wasn't like a regular oh. thing. I saw people on their heads and doing all kinds of stand. I was mm -hmm. like, what is this? And I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't even, I could barely, what was it? Downward dog. I forgot one pose. It was so easy. I was, I couldn't stay balanced. It was, <laughs> I was a mess. Exactly. But, but I learned through, through the instructor and through the class that it's okay yes. whenever you're ready, you know, whenever you're Absolutely. ready. Absolutely. Yeah, but I it did bring peace in my life. I gotta say, you know, I mean, I have God, of course, but but yoga bring brings it all together. Well, that's just yeah. it. It's it's bringing all these different facets of the body. And you know, I like to ask people, do you feel strong? Do you feel flexible? And do you feel content? 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're going through whatever, whether it's a global pandemic that we're all going through or right. the fight, the fight you had with your partner or you have a cold or you have cancer, whatever. And, and obviously those have different levels. How can yoga help you navigate through that? Because we're all going through something. Exactly. Right. And it's not, you know, again, this Western model of, of I do yoga and OK, I go to the gym and I put my body into shapes and then I lie down and then I go home. It's fine. I, that's sort of an entry point. Right. right. Where, you know, can you breathe into your left pinky toe? Do you even know what that means? Can you take a step back and witness and watch what's happening mm-hmm. and not get lost in the story of all of it? Mm-hmm. So it's much more than just mm-hmm. postures and, and the physicality of it. Let's talk about that. Lost in the story of it. At first, when I first saw that, I was like, what does she mean? And then I said, oh, that's what she means. She's going there. That is a, a, a great um, phrase for right now because everything has heighten people's ADHD. If they didn't have it, they probably got it now uh, with yes. the pandemic. Uh, so, you know, can you focus on things? Can you stay in the moment? It's a very hard thing to do. Like even yes. people that are pro that were great at it now are like, wait a minute, what's going on over there? Hyper, yeah. hyper, what do you call it? Um, hyper well, It's hyper arousal because you can't focus on it. You're, you're focusing almost on everything all at once. Yeah. It's like being at the circus. You, you look at this ring and that ring and what's oh, going on all around you. That's that's my life every day with they do. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, and yoga has helped me um, bring it, you know, bring it, you know, grab it by the lasso, what do they say, and pull it in, yes. in a little bit. I'm, yes. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm better than I used to be. <laughs> but that's exactly right. And that's huge. And I just finished taking a training and, and for part of my yoga therapy certification. And the trainer said, you have to, you know, the, the speaker, amazing woman, um, you know, Gail Parker, and she said, you have to meet your students where they are, but you can't leave them there. Mm, wow. So just I think about that for a second. Ooh. I have to meet you, whether you're my student for yoga or you're one of my, you know, high school students, I have to meet you where you are so that I can respect you and I can tap in, but mm. I can't leave you there because wow. you have to grow somehow and you have to progress in some fashion. Wow. I like yes. not leave you there. I really love that. I just, yes. Really- um, what else? Um, what about for, um, have you ever, have they ever done, done yoga for people who are suffering with like mental illness and things like that? Or, or- Absolutely. Yes. Um, I, the, the training module that I just finished was yoga therapy for mental health and it was in, in medical, um, excuse me, mental health settings. Nice. So we had a, uh, yeah, we had a panel and one of the guest speakers actually works in a hospital and she was talking about how she goes and she may spend one day with the psychiatric patients and one day with bipolar patients and one day with people who are, you know, detoxing from whatever ails them, whether it's alcohol or something harder. And mm-hmm. just how yoga therapy can just, tra- even if she only sees them once, just give them tools to take with them and transform things. I love it. I love it. I, I used to do, when I used to do addiction work, mm-hmm. I used to have, uh, do some basic stuff with my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I, you know, to me, if you, just lying in Savasana alone and, you know, putting on the chakra music and just listening and don't yes. and just listen to the tones and that's it. Just that alone, it, it just calms the body down and brings you down a notch and takes you out of whatever you're in just for a moment. Imagine. It can, yes. And, you know, what's what's interesting to, to your point is that a lot of people will say that Shavasana is actually the hardest posture to do. Really? Because as soon as you, you know, because we say, and this is a little corny, but you know, we're human beings, not human doings. Right. (laughs) So we're right. We're always, we're, you know, we're multitasking. I'm driving, I'm changing the radio, I'm eating an orange, I'm, you know, watching the light. I'm 
whatever. Right. So if you have to sit still and mm -hmm. stop moving, Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, all the thoughts, all the that, that like I said before, that that chitta vritti, that that mind chatter, gets in there, and you have the lizard brain fighting with the monkey mind, and they're all just, you know, having a party up there in your noggin. So you're describing me well. <laughs> no, but you know, to to sit there and to just sit and to just lie and to just be and breathe makes people very uncomfortable. Yeah, because it's you know, and and we teach people you know, to, to watch their breath. I'll say in class, watch your breath come in, watch your breath go out. And I repeat that because all you need to do is watch the breath. The breath comes in cool, the breath goes out warm. Watch the breath come in, watch the breath go out. And that can help anchor people back to the center. But you, at least with newbies, you have to give them something to hold on to. Right. Because if you just sit there and you're in Shavasana, you're thinking, when is this over? I need to use the bathroom. <laughs> Right. You know, did I did I park illegally? Do I have a ticket on my car? You know, am I going to what am I going to make for dinner? What happened with at work? What's happening tomorrow? What's the weather? You have a bajillion things vying for your attention. So Shavasana, some would say, is the hardest, way harder than a headstand where you're literally just on the top of your head and nothing else is touching. The Shavasana is the hardest part for a lot of people because you have to find a way to be there, to be with yourself, warts and all. That that's kind of hard to sit in your own stuff, as they say. Yes, uh, it is. Um, it can be for sure. Yeah. Um, well, um, do you mind? We're going to go take a quick uh, video break, a sketch city uh, break, okay. uh, just real quick, and we'll be right back. So stay here and hang out with me. Um, Thank you. So my screen and uh, oh, here we go. I got it. And ta -da -da. come on, here we go. And sorry about that. Here we go. That's all right. See her? Yeah. I can't remember what her name is. Shh, just that normal she was coming. Yes! Oh, <laughs> yeah! God, Great. how long has it been now? It feels like forever. <laughs> oh, God, it must be at least a year. Wait, is she the annoying neighbor who leaves a bike in the hall? One of my kidneys started to fail. Oh, she the chatty one from my last job. Oh, what the bloody hell is your name, woman? I'm not able to blink anymore either. Please don't ask me to introduce you. Please don't ask me to introduce you. So, you're not going to introduce us? Bollocks. Classic Jeff. I was trying to keep a fella to tell. Oh, no, he's not. He's not my fella. I mean, he's he's great. He's he's wonderful. Really sweet. He's just not my. Hi, I'm Tom. Hi, Tom. Nice to meet you. Thank God. Wasn't your uh, last one at Tom? No. I don't think so. Oh, shit. Yeah, I remember you oh. definitely had a thing for a Tom. Shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> don't think so. Yeah, I remember he used to play guitar in a band and you would like always go and watch his gigs, like all the time. Who the hell are you and why are you ruining my life? Because you were practically obsessed with him. You're always stalking his Facebook page, don't you remember? But you could never do anything because he had this gorgeous girlfriend in the band. You must remember. I play guitar. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was in a band, but I'm not anymore. My girlfriend, Sarah, the bassist, she uh, yeah, she died in a freak electrical accident at one of our gigs. So, uh, yeah. I mean, Jess has really helped me come to terms with it. I have. She's uh, she's taken me under her wing. I bet she has. So does that mean you're single, Tom? Well, I suppose it does. Me too. Fancy a drink later? Uh, that's very thoughtful of you, but... We actually have to get to Tom's girlfriend's memorial service. You know what? It's what Sarah would have wanted for me to be happy, for me to move on. Yeah, what? 
No, it's not fair. Oh, sod it. What's your name? What's your name? It's going to drive me crazy. Right, I'm just going to ask. I'm just, I'm just going to. Um, so, sorry, sorry. What is your name? Hmm? Tut, tut, tut. Perfect little Jess, not remembering my name. I knew it. I knew you'd forgotten it. Well, now you'll never know. For the rest of your life, this is going to bother you. It's going to haunt you. It's going to make you anxious. Oh, you're going to be watching film. It'll be all you can think about. It's going to grind you down and crush your spirit. You'll never, ever know my name. May God be my witness. I will never tell you my name. Oh, should I save your name under? Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Bollocks. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. You're watching On the Town. I'm your host, Tanya, and I'm here with Yogi Meredith Kramer. Hi again. Hi. Yeah, we love Sketch City around here. Uh, it's a thing. It's a thing. We love it. And and that's by that is original comedy by Channel Four uh, Comedy Sketch uh, Comedy. They are original group. Um, they write their own sketches. They're brilliant. Uh, Fantastic. None of that is mine. That is all theirs. <laughs> credit for it. Um, so thank you for being with us. Um, so I see also you, you said you, you teach uh, Spanish. Uh, do you ever, are you ever able to use any of your yoga technique or skills in your classrooms? Like where it's like needed to calm someone down or figure out something else for, for the moment for the class? Absolutely. So, um, in years past, I've had students just come find me if, you know, they don't have class, maybe they have lunch and, I have a free period and they'll just, you know, be very upset and I'll, I'll pull them into a yoga room. We have some of the schools have like a yoga meditation type room or just an empty classroom. Mm -hmm. And I took a student through um, sort of a, a very brief body scan where we talked about all the five senses. So we talked about things that you could touch. We thought, talked about things that you could hear, things that you could see, things that you could smell, mm -hmm. things that, you know, maybe they have gum in their mouth or something, something that they can taste mm -hmm. just to bring them back. To, to themselves and to bring them back to the present moment. Mm. Um, and also recently in school, we did something called SEL, which is social emotional learning. Mm -hmm. And they gave us a lesson which didn't feel authentic, um, to borrow a phrase. And I led the class through some yoga and we did some standing postures and it was very, very basic. Mm -hmm. And of course I kept it super secular because I don't want to upset or offend anybody. Right. So um, at the end, we just sat in our chairs and again, the same thing with sort of a, a five senses scan, feel your feet on the ground, smell the air around you, hear sounds nearby, hear sounds far away. And then at the end, we just placed one hand on the heart and the other hand on top of the heart, oh. as opposed to coming into a prayer position, which in a public school is probably a no, no. So right. exactly. <laughs> oh, you know, all the, all the rules and regulations. I know. Oh, I know all the rules. You have to know the rules so you can break them. Um, yes. So I, I know. But that's awesome. Um, cause you know, I know a lot, there's lots of circumstances where I think it'd be great for all high schools to have to have a yoga class. All of them have to have a yoga class of some sort. Uh, cause there, it, there is a movement. Um, and there was some monies in New York city, for example, and you know, re-entry grants and things like that. And New York city, is trying to get a yoga teacher or a yoga professional in all schools within the next 10 or 15 years. Nice. So it's definitely in the works. Uh, uh, the suburban schools, sometimes in their phys ed class, they'll do a unit on yoga. I'm not really sure how long it lasts, and I don't know if the teacher has any sort of yeah. qualifications. But it's there, and I think it's coming. Um, mm -hmm. But again, if you're in a public school, you have to be very careful how you couch things, and you don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. 
you certainly don't do any praying. You don't do any chanting. Right. Um, you know, you have to, like I said, we, we put hands on heart and feel our heartbeats right. as opposed to praying more specifically with the hands um, right. together. Right. It's a big difference to me, I think. Yes. Uh, so, so in summary, like, um, I, I'm, I'm just going over again. Remember, I'm always trying to think about the person who's never done it before. Some, yes. so some have said, um, that they go to yoga classes and they feel out of place. They just can't keep up. Um, yes. what advice would you give to new, new, new persons like that, that are coming into yoga? What advice would you give to someone? I think that the advice I would give is number one, you have to read the class descriptions and see what is this? Is it a beginner's class? Is it, you know, sometimes the classes will have names, sometimes they'll have levels. Um, I would definitely try to get to the class a few minutes early and tell the teacher I'm brand new here. Um, I, this is my first class or I've never tried yoga or any of the other things that would make the person comfortable. I know for me personally, you know, I have my sort of pre pre question, you know, my questions that I ask ahead of time, is this anybody's first class? Is anybody pregnant? Has anybody had any major surgery? You know, or is anybody just working with a challenge? You don't even have to tell me what it is. Just tell me. So you want to find a teacher that you resonate with. Mm. Um, I know that it can be quite expensive, but if you can do maybe one private session or maybe even a semi-private, you get three or four of your friends together and and cut the cost. That's smart. You can do a session with somebody. And like I said earlier on, when you were talking to not go right to YouTube or even just, you know, put in a a DVD or something, if we even still use those, because you're not going to understand what to do. And, and not only might you not get benefit, you might actually injure yourself. Whereas if you're in a public class, the teacher can maybe either physically help adjust you or just use more words and just observe you. So, you know, I, I have, um, I have a woman in class, you know, on occasion and she's not very flexible. So I had, when, you know, your downward dog is your upside down V, I put blocks under her hands and it made a world of difference. Mm. So I would say to, to summarize, you need to make sure that you feel comfortable in the class and just, you know what, laugh and just give yourself grace and go sit in the back because yeah. that way you don't necessarily have to have people watching you and, okay. and hopefully you That's what I do. That's exactly where I go to the back. <laughs> Tell us um, why everyone is always welcome. It sounds like everyone's always welcome in your class. And you, you have a saying, cultivate a sense of play and exploration. Yes. Tell me about that. So the um, initial certification that yoga teachers get is a 200 hour training and the, my lineage or part of my lineage is called La, Lila Tandava and Tandava means play. So we play and we dance and we explore. And like I said, if somebody can fold forward one sixty fourth of an inch, then that's perfect because maybe in two weeks it's half an inch and in three weeks it's a whole inch. And it, it's all about progress. And I think it's about consistency. Mm. So I think it's just, it's finding your version of the posture. I mean, it, it's, there's no right way as long as it doesn't hurt. Right. Right. You know, I, and I think that we were learning so much more because originally, you know, people say yoga is anywhere from 2,500 to 10,000 years old. And and a lot of people will differ about exactly how old it is, but yoga was designed for 12 year old boys. And I know neither you or I is a 12 year old boy. No, (laughs) certainly not. You know, we, (laughs) we, we have hips and, you know, we have curves and, you know, my, my elbow doesn't do that. So how can I, how can I, why was it uh, designed for a 12 year old boy? I'm just curious. I didn't. So read there it. were there were um, renunciates, and I mean I don't want to get too deep into the philosophy, but it right. was just it was preparation. Okay. You know, you do yoga first so mm-hmm. you can meditate. Okay. It's similar to sort of burning. You know, it, it's not necessarily karma, but you burn off the the ama is like undigested food and undigested stuff, right? So you burn off the ama first, okay, so that you can sit in meditation. That's why shavasana comes at the end most of the time. 
You okay. have to get out your wiggles and jiggles and move around some so okay. you can sit and calm your mind. Okay. So they wanted to prepare people for that. And girls weren't allowed to play. Um, we, we came later. So. Ah, so that makes a lot of sense. Wow. So uh, um, I want to go to a, a music video. But when, I, when we come back, I want you to tell us uh, what is the one thing you want your clients to experience when they take your class. Okay. So first, okay. go to a little, just a little quick uh, break. And then okay. um, I'm going to take us off there. Let's see, we'll do this one. Thank you. I'm already forgetting. I think you stay in this you're watching out of town and we're back and uh i am here with yogi meredith kramer hello again and hello. so um so i guess yeah i can't believe time goes so quickly <laughs> the one thing i want to know we need to know how to find you and what the, you know as a parting advice what is the one thing you want your clients to experience when they take your class you know i i was wrestling with that while i was listening to your daughter sing uh, which was fantastic by the way i have to Thank put that you. out there that was, that was uh the acorn doesn't fall far from the tree. Um, <laughs> Thank you. You know, I'm going to have to borrow from somebody else. I, I was taking a yoga class um, down in the retirement community where my dad lives. And, of course, you're dealing with people who are very sedentary, who are older, who are, you know, your so-called weekend warriors where they don't do much, right? But then they go out and they go all out. And she said something that stuck with me, and I've used this in class a lot, mm -hmm. is you have to listen to your body first your doctor second and me third mm, and me third wow. right so you have to listen to your body first mm, i like your that. doctor of course second because hopefully they've gone to medical school i know what can keep you safe and me third i'm at the front of the room physically but i'm i'm offering suggestions and i'm offering guidance and sometimes we want to kick it up because some people want more for myriad reasons we can talk about that next time and some people just don't want as much and they want to scale things down so mm. I would say I want people to cultivate that, that, that witness that, you know, that I talked about before, not to get letting lost in the story, that mm -hmm. inner listening mm -hmm. where they can say, I ain't doing that. Cause that does not look safe. Or I do not wish to do that because I just, whatever it's Tuesday. I don't know. I just don't want to do that. Right. So I think it's the inner listening. And I think it's also the autonomy to not listen to the teacher and to listen to themselves. Wow. Well, wow. Thank you so much for, for sharing your time with us. I know you're busy and, uh, and it's Sunday, uh, but we appreciate you because, uh, you know, we can always learn something new. And when it comes to our minds and our bodies and our souls, I'm always with, uh, let's see who we can have on. So I thank you. And you're, you're welcome to come on anytime. Thank uh, you. And um, I know we'll be talking more about uh, for our May 20th event uh, that you wanted to offer uh, something for, for people. So, yes, I did. Yeah. We'll so, be 
Go ahead. You had asked um, about how to find me. So yeah. I have, um, uh-huh. I, I, luckily I got the same um, email, Instagram and web address. So okay. those are all easy Go ahead. Um, if anybody wants to find me. So okay. my website is yoga by Meredith, M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H 27.com. 27. So, yep. So it's yoga by Meredith 27.com. And I have a blog. I just put up a blog yesterday That's where right. I talk. Yes. Okay. I talk it. about um, yoga philosophy using pop music. Oh, really? Oh. Yes. And the, the blog is on the website and the blog is called Bendy and the Beat. Bendy? Bendy because I'm flexible. And the Beat for music. Why? Bendy, yep. B E no Ben Bendy B E N D Y and the beat and one word. Mm-hmm. It's all well. It's the it's on the blog. It's on the website um, as its own. So they'll see it on there. They'll so they'll it. see it on there. Yep. Okay, there you go. So that's up there. Uh, thank you so much. That is awesome. I'm gonna leave that up there so people can see it. Thank uh, you, Tanya. Thank you so much for um, having us. And you guys, make sure you go um, to Meredith's. Uh, pages and subscribe and like and you know whatever you got to do make it happen (laughs) all this uh, artists have to support each other and all this talent uh people who have gifts skills and things that can help us be better human beings why not right you support share share share. yes share share like like all the above uh because i'm on a movement to to help us you know we don't want senseless things we we like to do things that make sense and this makes sense so thank you for joining us and uh, hang out for a minute. And uh, we're going to say goodbye to everybody. Thank you, viewers. I see you out there, Yvonne. I see you, Joe. I see you, Anthony. Meredith, I see your friends up there on YouTube. Thank you very much for taking the time to watch. And until next time, guys, we'll see you um, next week. Bye. Bye.